Apple presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, CEO of AllHipHop.com, Chuck Creekmer, and tonight's guest, French Montana. I, I, ha. What's good, man? How you doing? Man, just here, happy to be here. That's what's up. Glad to have you, glad to have you. How's everybody doing? All right, good, good. So look, your yeah, album, excuse my French, has been out for, for a couple weeks now. Um, two weeks. Two weeks. What's the uh, feedback been from the people? What have you been getting back? Um, the feedback from, from the people that I make music for has been, has been lovely. Everybody that I see, you know, is telling me it's a classic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know what, what about the creative process behind making the album? Can you speak on that a little bit? Um, I just felt like I had to make a balanced album. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be cornered in one box, like as a New York rapper, or as a, you know, I just wanted to be somebody that make music for everybody. Yeah. Now speaking on that, you collaborate with a lot of people, um, not just Southern artists, a lot of Southern artists, but yeah. but um, others as well appear on the album, like Raekwon. But I wanted to speak specifically on your relationship and how you managed to cultivate those other relationships. I mean, you got big looks on this album. Um, I just appreciate all the love I got, especially from legends like Scarface, Snoop, you know what I'm saying, Rose, Puff, Chinks Drugs on the album, Neo, The Weeknd. I mean, everybody showed me love. It just showed, you know, like a lot of artists got respect for my, you know, for my art. Yeah. Now, you, you know, everyone knows, but we can talk about it a little bit more. You know, you, you got your start really from the DVD game, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um... Around, around the time when I was coming up, it was a little trend going on that every DJ had a rapper. You know, it was like, you know, Pat Poos had K-Slay, Green Lantern had Uncle Murder, everybody. So I'm like, man, I, I ain't gonna be able to get a DJ, so let me find another way to promote myself, find another platform. Right. So the DVD, I always believe in visual. You know, I feel like somebody could hear you on a thousand and one songs and walk right by you in the street. I feel like somebody see you one time on TV. Every time they see you, they're gonna be like, man, that's him. So I believe always in the visual, and I just made it a platform where I promote myself, make money, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, get, get to wherever I gotta go. Now speak on, on that as it relates to what's going on now. You know, right now you have Instagram, they even have Vine, Vine is brand new. You know, you have all these social networks. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I felt like um, around the time when I was coming up with DVDs was the, was the mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? I felt like it was it was a mixtape era, then it was a DVD era, now it's an internet era. Right. I felt like, you know, all our DVDs unturned the world star and everything else, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just glad I took advantage when it was it was on fire. Do you feel like you start, you know, you kinda help maybe you had a precursor to the whole social media world, like you gave the Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So talk about, you know, the album as far as, you know, you have but I'm afraid, let me ask you this. How was it to work with like Scarface and, and, and Raekwon and Snoop? Like these guys are, are legends, you know? I mean, um, honestly, for my first album, it was a blessing for me, yeah. you know, just for people like that you watching growing up and people you look up to and, you know, for them just do something for you and be like, man, I just love your work. We ain't charging you, we ain't doing that. We just wanna yeah. be a part of your project. Oh, they didn't charge That's you. That's a blessing. Now, I'm just saying, you know, for people like that <laughs> okay, that have been okay. in the game for so long, nah, nobody charged me for my album. Yeah, right. The only person that got paid off my album was Max B. 
Right, right. That's what's up. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of Max, you know, I was going to get into that a little later, but now that you mention it, you know, can you speak on how instrumental he was to your career and, and like, an update? Um, man, as far as me and Max B, he was just, like, a real a real close friend of mine, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we both had the same dream. It just, just so happened that he got caught up in a situation he got caught up in, and I was able to do what I do, but I just wanted, I wanted to make sure that when that album come on, you hear Max B voice. Yeah. And it dropped on his birthday, so he called me on his birthday like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. So it was, it, like, it really meant something for me. That's what's up. How did you, you know, how did you manage to transcend, you know, New York once was the mecca of hip-hop, as you know, um, but now it's, you know, hip-hop is worldwide, and, and, and specifically, you know, it's, it's very much down south. Um, how did you manage to overcome the stigma attached nowadays to being what, it, what one would call a New York rapper? Um, keep it honest, like I've been around the country when I was on tour, when I was on different things, and um, I wasn't hearing no New York artists anywhere outside the East Coast. You know, so I was trying to figure it out. Is it the beats, what it is, you know what I'm saying? But with me, I just never boxed myself as a New York artist. You know, I'm trying to make music for everybody, so I felt like that's what I want. Okay. Now, you've had your share of critics as well. Um, and again, you know, coming from New York, you always get a, you, you gotta be, you know, flipping verbs and phrases and everything, but you took a different approach. Um, can you speak on how you've dealt with that and what your approach is writing songs? When I write? Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I be drunk, I don't be knowing. <laughs> I just go in there, I just be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just go with the vibe of the music, man. Whatever mood I'm in, I just go in there and make music, you know? Okay, that's cool. It's funny, because I, I talk to people about you. I, you know, I defend you every, every time and, and, and again, because I'm like, you know, it's, a, it's something to be said about somebody that does it naturally. And I feel like you, whatever you do, it's, it's natural and true to who you are. You know, is, you know do you feel that way? Or? No, definitely. I mean, um, how I make music is just when I hear a beat. I just, I, 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 like, I just talk about what I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people wake up feeling just like me. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And people can relate to it. So I feel like, you know, if I wake up and it's, it's you know, it's effed up day, then, you know, somebody waking up with an effed up day, like, man, let me tell you something. I ain't worried about nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you speak on some of the um, some of the records on the album that that go a little deeper? I mean, you have a a, a couple joints, you know, yeah, some storytelling. Yeah. I mean, um, as far as the album, man, I was just I was happy to come with a masterpiece that I was happy with. Yeah, you know, I felt like I could have been dropping my album, but I felt like it wasn't ready. So you know, um, me and Hall Pierre Puff and um, Ross just sat in the, you know what I'm saying sat there and just made sure the album was 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 going to live on because music ain't going to go nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people just follow the rush when you hike, try to drop something and catch the... I just wanted to make sure I drop something for my fans. Speaking of fans, how was it like you performed at the uh, recent Summer Jam show and you were in front of 50,000 people and people who don't know, it's, it's like the worst position to be at the end of Summer Jam. Like, that's actually the absolute worst place to be. Yeah. But you managed to not only rock it, but you pulled out all these features and... See, I was, held it down. I, like, I was prepared this year. See, last year was like my first time in Summer Jam, so it's like I was so excited I ran on stage with no mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then Chink's Drugs came and gave me the mic like, yo, you wildin'. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? But this year I came prepared. You know, shout out to Lil Wayne, shout out to Ross, shout out to Khaled, Ace Hood. You know, we shut it down. We made sure we closed it. I heard you had to, well, maybe it's too much info, but you know, I'll say it. I heard um, you you actually flew Wayne in on a private jet. Is this true? Um, I'm just saying, I mean, for him, just to do that for me, I don't feel yeah. like, you know, I feel like that, you know, that ain't nothing. You know, that's that's Wayne. That's young Michael Jackson, man. Right, right. You know young Michael, saying? I don't know about that, but <laughs> nah, <laughs> I can't nah. give you that one. But all right, nah, all right. nah, he is the biggest, the biggest rapper. You know what I'm saying? I feel all you. Right I, feel now. you. I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. Um, so let's let's change up a little bit. I heard you bought um, a, a new a couple new pets. Can you speak on that a little bit? <laughs> so about two baby tigers. Yeah. What's that about? Man. <laughs> there you go. You try to get me <laughs> set up for Peter and. Nah. <laughs> nah, not even. I mean, it's public knowledge already, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, two little baby tigers, they're in an the, um, animal shelter in Miami. You know, I can't really raise them, but, you know, they're there for us. Okay, okay, okay. I'll leave that alone. Um, you know, when I, when I, you know, I've seen you around for, for a minute now. You know, we, we, yeah. we, I was on a video shoot and all that a couple years ago. So, but when you did this one thing, I was like, all right, this dude's a star. You wore a bear on your head, and I was, <laughs> can you speak on, you know what? That was another that, that was another situation where I was just like, I think I was talking to my stylist. I'm like, what happened to the rest of the mink? Right. <laughs> I said, right. what happened to the head? Right. Keep the head on this one. I want to wear the head on this cover. Yeah. She brought a live head like. Still, like it smelled like it was dead. Like she had sh all kind of things in it, but but you know, um, I just wanted to do something different. Peter's really gonna come at you now. <laughs> Shout out to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, if you right now we're gonna jump into the Q and A session. I know you guys are eager. You've been waiting, so we're gonna definitely, you know, put your hand up and we will get these questions going. So my question to you two is. How do I build my brand coming from spitting raps on the train as my gimmick if you want to use that as? You know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm curious. And like how to get to the next step from there. Go to the studio. Yeah. Instead of spinning on the train, I go to the studio, make some music and make some records and get them to the right hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just network with people. How, what did you do? You know, networking, I mean, your album, like I said before, is just... It's an all-star album. Like, what did you do special that allowed you to network with people to get them, like, to lock them in? I mean, um, I just felt like, I mean, before I dropped my album, I just felt like I had, like, five albums out because I was on damn near every song that came yeah. out. I mean, I just put the groundwork in. You know, I worked. So it just felt like, you know, when my album came, like, all these people that, you know, was just helping me out and I was helping them out. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how that went down. Okay. Next question. How's it going, French? What up? What's up, Dow? I know you've been in the game for quite some time. I saw your past interviews. Yep. Um, you love networking. Seeing yourself from here on end, we've seen rappers make a collab with R&B artists. Who do you see yourself working with? As far as R&B artists? I mean, definitely Miguel. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, um, who y'all want to see me work with? Chris Brown, Drake, Trey Song. 
You know what I'm saying? We're going to work with everybody. <laughs> First of all, uh, French, I got to say I'm a huge fan. Thank you, big dog. Put out the greatest music in hip-hop right now. Thank you, man. Uh, I got a question. What is the most exciting venue you've ever performed in so far? Summer Jam. A couple of days ago. <laughs> Yo, how, how you got out the game, man, and started rapping? How you doing? Um, you just got one, you know, like do something you love, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, when you do something you love, you could do it for a long time, make money and really enjoy it and have fun doing it. It's not work, you know what I'm saying? So I just felt like that was, that was something I could do is make music, you know what I'm saying? That's what I took. All right, what's up, French? What's up, big dog? I just want to congratulate you, you know, coming from the Bronx and everything. So, you thank know, shout out. Thank you, my bro. Um, my question to you is basically, um, when was the moment you knew you was going to be big? You know, basically, like, what kind of song or what track or what verse? Um, I'm still waiting for that moment. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I mean, honestly, um, I don't really be sitting back thinking about that moment. I just keep working. You know, I never get caught up in that moment when you big and not. I just try to make music for the people and keep and keep it moving. I wanted to ask you something. Um, there was a big to-do made of your sales or whatever. Um, how do you feel about that, you know, the actual sales and, you know, how do you move forward from there? Um, I just feel like the game is different now. I mean, even whatever I sold, I was still number one on, on you know what I'm saying, on the charts. I just feel like... I wasn't basing my album on that. I was basing my album on, on like, you know, when you hear it 10 years from now, you be like, that's a classic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just feel like I want to make sure it was a masterpiece that everybody could love. As long as everybody, all my fans, everybody that run up on me tell me it's a classic, I'm good with it. Okay. Hi, friend. <laughs> What's up, baby? Um, I have a question. What's your favorite song off the album? Um, the intro of Max B. My favorite tale. <laughs> Thank you. What's your second favorite? I probably got to say my second favorite, Paranoia. Okay. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, French, what up? What's up, big dog? First of all, I want to say, you know, I feel, I feel you on your little loss with Dirk and all that. I know that's Definitely. real shit. And my fault. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nah, but like you just said, you said the game is different. You know, the sales ain't what it is. So what are you going to do next? As an entrepreneur, like, got to brand out what's your next branch i mean i just feel like with me like i started from the bottom for real so for me it ain't really nothing you know the only way to go is up so as long as you know you just keep working keep perfecting your craft keep making good music you know what i'm saying working on the whole coke boy movement you know what i'm saying change drugs in the building i'm just gonna keep you know what i mean keep moving making good music for the people do you, do you have any other business ventures of course everything you know but um Every, every day, every day opportunities, you know, like present themselves. So, no clothing, regular things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just bring my own twist to it. Okay. What up, French? I got a question for you. How you feeling like Max B motivated you since he got locked up and stuff like that? Or you still keep um, in touch with him? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely, you know, always keep in touch with him. Um... I just felt like when like when he got locked up, I felt like, you know, things can get real. Like it's a real life, you know what I'm saying? Like free little Dirk, it's real life. We we you know, you know like it's certain people really out here living that life. And I was just blessed 
to be in that position, you know what I mean, to carry the torch for my bro. What's good, French? What up, dog? Um, I was wondering, now that you up in the game and all that, as of right now, which is kind of personal, but I mean, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, as of right now, what female artist do you feel like you would date? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that was a good um, one. Nice try. <laughs> I mean, if I can, I'd date all of them. I don't mind. Hey, French. What well, it do? <laughs> Yo. Um, what's the craziest thing a fan ever done to you, like in general? Great. Personal. <laughs> 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 A lot of different things, man. <laughs> Not specifically, one that you can remember. I don't remember none of it. That's the problem. What's up, French? What up, dog? One thing that I want to know is who put you on? Like, who plugged you in? Like, how you got put on, basically? Myself. I wasn't looking for no handouts. I wasn't looking for nobody to help me. It 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 came like to a point where it's like the, the person I was looking for to help me was myself. And I went out there and got it. And I feel like, you know, for anybody out there trying to get it, I feel like you don't need nobody to go out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people gonna help you when you don't need them. You know what I'm saying? So that was my whole vision on my whole career. I went out there and got it myself then. As soon as I got strong enough, I started getting people that wanted to help me got to go. Uh, if, if it's too early to ask, are you working on like a new album, a neck on your next album? Definitely, we got like 365 songs done. Oh, <laughs> we just waiting. We work. Um, honestly, I'm really trying to um work on the Coke Boys album, and Chink's working on his album, and you know, I got my second album already damn near done. Hey, French, I got a quick question. What's up? So you said you started from the bottom. So yep. what's been the hardest adjustment with the fame? Um, it's just, you know, sometimes with the fame and the money, it don't really change you. It changes everybody around you. So you really just got to, you know, you got to get, you know, get, get in that zone. And once you get in it, you, like, you'll understand it a lot better. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like you got to stay focused and make music and don't let it take you off your... You know what I'm saying? Your, your hustle and your grind. I feel like a lot of people, when they get the fame, they kind of like get too caught up. And that's why a lot of people just be like, man, I wasn't ready for this. I ain't asked for this. So I just feel like, you know, you got to be ready for it. So when you get it, you be prepared. You think being grounded in that way, do you, you, do you have like a fear of like being broke or do you have like a fear of being unsuccessful? I ain't worried about none. <laughs> nah, I mean, um, honestly, I just work. You know, I just work. I don't really try to think about that too much. I just try to make good music. You know what I'm saying? Keep and keep a circle around me, people that keep me grounded. You know, and that's what it is. We keep making good music. Yeah, it was good, French. So I want to salute you, man. I'm from the Bronx. Thank you, bro. The Nine. You know, Cowboy Flip. No, that's my boy. That's what's up? Yeah, but I want to, um, just want to ask you a question. I got a movement, Four Wheel City. I don't know if you heard us. We remixed one of your joints on World Started Shot Caller Joint, man. And um, coming from the Bronx, independent, we've been grinding for a minute. And like the way the way you took your journey, man, from the Bronx, and I know I heard you say like you know you just go hard, you do your independent thing. 
But like, as far as like relationships, cause we've been involved with a lot of situations. How how you went about like leveraging your network and your brand, as far as what you was doing with the DVDs and approaching certain people about what you had already. You know your I mean, independence. I mean, um, I feel like you gotta find your niche. You know what I'm saying? Like when like 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 I said, when everybody had a DJ and all that. The DVD was my platform to showcase my talent. You know what I'm saying? I put it with all the rappers that I knew. And by the time people got to figure out what's going on, they was already asking, yo, who French Montana, this and that. So the whole goal was that. I just feel like you just got to find your own niche. And, it's, and, and right now, with all the social networks and everything, I feel like it's a big, it's a big window. It was goody. Um, excuse my French, but pourquoi tu ne rap pas en français? And uh, another question uh, is, <laughs> and another, another question is, um, how was it coming from the Moroccan and Francophile diaspora? Because I'm, you know, a Francophile as well, and growing up in New York. Was that? How is it? How was it coming from a Moroccan and a yeah. Francophile diaspora, like coming yeah. to the states and adjusting to the, you know, to the English lifestyle? And how did that affect your music? Um. Honestly, I, I, like I feel like it helped me. You know, I feel like I came from a third world, and 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 like I like I had a grind, a different kind of hustle that, you know, I was gonna go hard. You know what I'm saying? So, I just felt like I just had to get adapt to the hustle head. But you know, I go hard, so it didn't really matter. You got any uh, final words you want to tell everybody? Excuse my French in stores. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot. <laughs>